you hear a knock on the door and open it to find two friendly representatives from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, otherwise known as the Mormon Church. So what will you say? Will you send them away without a Christian witness? Or will you engage them in a meaningful and Christ-honoring conversation? If you desire the latter, may we suggest the book, Answering Mormon's Questions, by Mormonism Research Ministries' Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson. Answering Mormon's Questions is available wherever you find quality Christian books. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. The Come, Follow Me curriculum that was instituted by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for its members meant to meet the goal of a shorter church schedule on Sundays. Eric is doing a critique on the Old Testament section of this curriculum, which began for members of the church on December 27, 2021, and it will continue through the year 2022. Now, what's interesting is the link says that this is dealing with the Old Testament. Yet, the first week that they are studying this, it mentions specifically the book of Moses, chapter 1, and the book of Abraham, chapter 3. Now, as we were discussing off-air, Eric, if you have a member who has no clue as to what Scripture is in Mormonism, other than, let's say, the standard works, would you think that some might assume that Moses 1 and Abraham 3 are in the Old Testament? But you have to have some understanding of what the book of Moses really is. Now, the book of Abraham, definitely separate from the Old Testament, has nothing really to do with the Old Testament. Allegedly translated from some Egyptian papyri that Joseph Smith got a hold of in 1835. But let's give our listeners a bit of an example of what you're trying to do by critiquing these week by week, which is a lot of time you're putting into these. Why are you doing it, first of all? And that's a great question. For a Christian audience, I want the Christian to understand what their Latter-day Saint friends are studying, or supposed to be studying at least. And possibly, if you're on the same week with your Latter-day Saint friend, you could maybe ask some questions. And what I'm trying to do, in a short manner, I'm not trying to get too in-depth, trying to keep these reviews for each week to about 2,000 words, and that includes me citing from the curriculum itself, is to be able to raise some questions, to be able to give some resources for people to link to on our website, as well as other websites, not just ours. And hopefully this will help the Christian be able to better understand what this curriculum is saying, and also for Latter-day Saints. We would love, if you're a Latter-day Saint listener and would like to do the full study, see what I have to say on this throughout the year. And these will be published the weekend before that particular lesson. Let me just uh, start off with uh, the first lesson, December 27th through January 2nd, as you mentioned, Bill. Moses 1 and Abraham 3. Based on what you were saying, I'm wondering how many people would think when you say, well, it's in Third Hesitations or in Hezekiah 9.3. How many people can we fool 
who don't know the Bible very well, who think that sounds pretty biblical. Well, if you're just looking at this as somebody new, maybe don't have a lot of experience with Mormonism or with Christianity, you might think, oh, this is a study on the Old Testament. Moses 1 and Abraham 3, they must be related somehow. But yet it starts off with some italicized words. In this sentence it says, As you read what God said to Moses and to Abraham, ponder what he might also be saying to you. Isn't that a huge assumption? You have to automatically already believe that God said these things to Moses and that God said these things to Abraham. If you don't believe that, then I don't know if a lot of this lesson is going to have a whole lot of meaning to you. But yet, that is what members are expected to believe. Right off the bat, you're coming out of the gate, and you have to agree that God did say these things to Moses, and God did say these things to Abraham. And at the same time, you need to ponder what God might be saying to you, too. Well, if he didn't say these things to Moses, and he didn't say these things to Abraham, couldn't you draw a false conclusion? I would think so. In the first seven weeks of this 52-week series— you're going to cover the entire book of Moses. That's eight chapters. Plus, you're going to cover several of the chapters in the book of Abraham. What I found to be interesting, as Christians, we don't believe that those books have anything to do with the Old Testament. Here we are studying the Old Testament. I did not expect that, Bill. Seven weeks, you have very little of Genesis. In fact, this first week, you don't have anything in Genesis except for one verse cited, and this is how the curriculum begins for the week of December 27th. The Bible begins with the words, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, Genesis 1.1. But what was there before this beginning? And why did God create all of this? Through the prophet Joseph Smith, the Lord has shed light on these questions. Now, I'm going to get to that last part through the prophet Joseph Smith, because you're going to assume, if Joseph Smith is a true prophet, that he could come up with the scripture we're mentioning here, and Abraham and Moses that's found in the Pearl of Great Price. But this idea of the question, what was there before this beginning, I decided with limited space, because I don't want to make these reviews very long, I decided to talk about the issue of creation and where the material came from. Was it out of nothing, as all monotheistic faiths teach, that ex nihilo, creatio ex nihilo, it's called in the Latin, out of nothing, God created, he spoke it into existence? Or are we going to assume that it came out of material that is already here? The Mormon position is creatio ex materia. And so there's a big difference there. And in the following weeks, you're going to see references to God organizing the world. You have to understand, you have to read these very carefully, because if you skim over them as a Christian, you're going to say, oh, that sounds very close to what we believe. But there is a huge difference. This is what I write in response. According to Mormonism, physical matter has always existed. Thus, it is taught that God created the universe by putting eternal elements together to form the universe. And then I bring up what monotheists believe, including Jews, Muslims, and Christians. The idea that God created out of nothing is this idea of creatio ex nihilo. But there are many problems with the idea that matter has always existed. And then I, I like to cite different people, and I think one of the best chapters on this idea that 
there was pre-existing material that God used, and to refute that would be scholars Paul Copan and William Lane Craig. They wrote a chapter in the book, The New Mormon Challenge, Responding to the Latest Defenses of a Fast-Growing Movement. That was published by Zondervan in 2002. In their chapter, titled Craftsman or Creator, An Examination of the Mormon Doctrine of Creation and a Defense of Creatio Ex Nihilo, this is what they wrote, and I thought it was an excellent summary, refutation of what Mormonism teaches. They say, the first noticeable divergence from typical Christian views of creation is the Book of Moses' claim that God created all things, including every human being, spiritually, before they were created physically. And that's from Moses 3, 5, and 7. Significantly, however, there are no hints that God created out of pre-existing matter in these passages from the Book of Mormon, the earliest sections of the Doctrine and Covenants, or the early quote-unquote translation of Genesis canonized as the Book of Moses. And then they write this. One could even argue that some of these early passages imply creatio ex nihilo. And I think that's a good point, Bill, because if you read closely, the Bible certainly doesn't show that God created out of pre-existing material. For the Mormons, the, the Book of Mormon would be the most important book as far as Scripture is concerned, and yet it has nothing to say about this very important doctrine of where the material came from, whether it was out of nothing or at, it came from something. We don't have anything in that book, or the earliest sections of the Doctrine and Covenants, Genesis certainly doesn't show this. A lot of this has to be implied by the Latter-day Saints, based on what? The teaching of Joseph Smith. Bill, this seems to be circular reasoning. The idea that the Book of Moses and the Book of Abraham should be considered true Scripture. In fact, Scripture that can actually repair what Moses didn't get right in the Book of Genesis and give us additional information. Why? Because Joseph Smith is a true prophet of God. Well, the Latter-day Saint might say, well, you have the same problem, because as a Christian, don't you believe the Bible is true because the Bible says it's true? I think we have much more to go on than that, don't you? Well, absolutely. I think one of the reasons why I have a faith in the Old Testament is because it seems that from the New Testament record, Jesus had a faith in the Old Testament. I think Jesus is a credible source. He died, rose again from the dead, verifying really his claims as deity. And if he is citing from the Old Testament, and though he's not citing every verse naturally, for me at least, he cites enough of it to show us that it's credible. And if Jesus had a faith in the Old Testament, why shouldn't we? I don't have a faith in Joseph Smith. I don't think Joseph Smith meets the requirement of a true prophet of God. I think he fails the test in Deuteronomy chapter 13. He fails the test in Deuteronomy chapter 18. Therefore, he doesn't speak to me as a prophet. But I think you're right. There is a sense of circular reasoning on the part of the Latter-day Saint that I'm going to believe the book of Moses simply because Joseph Smith said, this is what God said to Moses. And that's exactly the opening line of this lesson. As you read what God said to Moses and to Abraham, ponder what he might also be saying to you. You have to already have believed that Joseph Smith was a prophet for a lot of what these lessons are going to say. We discussed yesterday that when this curriculum first came out and was geared towards younger people in 2013, it was meant to help them meet the challenges that they were getting from, no doubt, their friends and colleagues. 
at work or whatever. I don't think this really does that. It just basically assumes things and you have to go from that assumption and then try to explain to those of us that are outside the faith. I don't think it's that convincing. I just don't. I, I think we have a problem with, and we're going to talk about this tomorrow, the Book of Moses and Book of Abraham, and where, the, where did those come from, and why do we as Christians not accept that? But you're going to have to, in this first week and in following weeks, you're going to have to accept that as being true Scripture, or none of this is going to work. If you want to follow the series, you can go to mrm.org slash come follow me with hyphens in between each of those words, or you can go to our main page toward the bottom. There's a link there as well. But hopefully this will be helpful for many people who would like to understand a little better of what our view is as to what the Latter-day Saints are learning about the Old Testament. And in tomorrow's show, we're going to be looking again at this curriculum. We're going to be focusing on the first week of 2022, you might say, actually began December 27, 2021, dealing with the Book of Moses and the Book of Abraham and some of the critiques that Eric has presented in his review. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another Viewpoint on Mormonism. The book, Sharing the Good News with Mormons, edited by Sean McDowell and Mormonism Research Ministries' Eric Johnson, offers practical witnessing strategies by a number of Christian missionaries, scholars, and pastors. Sharing the Good News with Mormons is published by Harvest House and is available at your favorite online bookstore, or order it directly from mrm.org. If you're looking for practical strategies for getting the conversation started, be sure to check out Sharing the Good News with Mormons. 